On this episode of the One Third Two Breeze podcast, we have Badger basketball, big win over Rutgers at home, revenge game, as well as a new segment called Who's Dumber? XFL Week 3 and America's Favorite Segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, y'all, let's start the show. We're back with another episode of the One Third Two Breeze podcast. As always, Marlo joined by Casey. And Casey, I would ask you how your weekend was, but the fact that it's coming out a day late tells me enough. Yeah, it was. Uh, had a had a get together over at the house here this weekend. Uh, long weekend took Friday off, and it was one of those where uh, the dust kind of settled on the social event and went. Oh, I haven't looked at my phone for two days. <laughs> And had some work to catch up on and needed to get that done. So I guess I traded a Friday afternoon for a Sunday evening of work. Not sure that was worth it, but it did have to push the pod back. And then uh, that also hopefully helped in the recovery, getting a little bit more sleep, but I'm not sure that it did. But here we are, a day late, a uh, couple dollars short, but uh, we did it, Marlo. How, how's it going on your end? Uh, things are good, man. Just, just miss you. I just missed the recording time last night, but like you said, we're here now. I wouldn't call it two dollars. I wouldn't say a couple of dollars short. I say yeah. we're just about even. Just about even, um, breaking even. Breaking even, and now we're going to put some money in the bank. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely happens on this podcast. Just <laughs> money right into our pockets. That's how it goes. Um, all right, Marlo, this week we only had one Badgers game, so kind of uh, kind of tough. I don't know. I definitely missed it midweek, just you know, yeah. not not having that to look forward to and maybe we'll talk a little bit about how other college basketball didn't really fill that void as it normally would but we only had the weekend game against Rutgers uh held I shouldn't say held on a I don't know how would you describe it comfortable 79-71 win uh Badgers more or less led wire to wire uh took the lead I think it was um early in the first half and really just led led the rest of the way had not some scoring droughts, but nothing catastrophic. I'd say. Yeah. Oh well. The, yeah. There's two. There was two big scoring droughts. One in the first half. One in the second half. Uh, the second half one kind of let Rutgers creep back in to make it seem like they had a chance. Uh, but yeah. it was you know one of those fairly typical five to seven minute stretches, uh, which luckily uh, the Badgers were also playing pretty pretty decent defense. Uh, so it wasn't, you know, like I said, threatening, threatening the lead or comeback uh, up until that point. Uh, but yeah, besides that, the droughts, um, they also fill that void with again shooting well from outside mm-hmm. for fifty percent of the game. Yeah, for the fifth game in a row, which I thought at one point, I think in the second half they put up the graphic. I think they are shooting fifty percent, so they shot like they were like ten for twenty at the time, something yeah. like that. And I think we we're. I don't know, but it crept in my head that, man, we're shooting really well, but we're shooting 57 for three, but we're only up by seven. Something doesn't make sense here. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I guess. 
I mean, Rutgers got their offensive rebounds in, not as much as last time. Last time they had, I think, 14 offensive rebounds. Last game when we were in at Rutgers, uh, they had 14 offensive rebounds. This game only seven, so cut that in half, so a little bit better job on the offensive end, but that's still a lot more offensive uh, rebounds than you want to give up. Uh, Wisconsin had 11 turnovers, so a little bit above average to, to Rutgers 10. So I guess between the two, gave away a couple possessions and the other – Wise probably shouldn't, and Rutgers wasn't shooting the ball too badly either. Uh, obviously, only twenty eight percent from three. Uh, I don't know why I said obviously; like people would just <laughs> know that. Um, but they they shot twenty nine percent from three, but fifty yeah. percent from the field overall. So they were getting some some easy baskets, making some uh, non three point shots that kind of I think kept them in the game more than it was. But it really it got within five points. Later in that second half, uh, Trice hit a jumper then to extend it back up uh, to seven. And I don't know. I, I don't know how worried I ever felt during this game, which was a nice a nice feeling because with this Wisconsin team, we've witnessed lots of games when we've gone through this. Like no lead yep. is ever safe, yep. and anytime a lead starts dwindling away, you know you start worrying a little bit more and a little bit more. And in this game, it seemed like anytime it got too close or or Rutgers was within striking distance they were able to execute find an open shot find a new uh, a new score and and pad that lead back up yeah and at the end drive to the basket get fouled and make free throws huge yep shot uh, 20 of 26 77% on the game i think they're shooting around 80 on the season uh yeah. so so right Even on there the really nice to have free throw shooting back um it's as much as I hate to say it, it's one of Ethan the, Happ. the nice things not having Ethan Happ and Iverson <laughs> on your team for that. Um, obviously, they brought other things to the game, and I don't mean to uh, demean what they what they have done or did for Wisconsin, but uh, it's nice having <laughs> nice having free throw shooting as a consistent part of of your team once again. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, on top of that, it was it was the it was a Michael Potter party. Michael yeah, Potter party. Yeah, like well, this. Like a pot of party. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, came I'm out. Gonna, I'm going to tongue twist it. Not even going to try. <laughs> but it came out with 18 points in the game. Yep. Uh, was a, not only on the offensive side, but looked looked pretty good on the defensive side, which has been kind of a uh, trouble spot for him. Uh, yeah. Lately, getting lost uh, in the defensive end, uh, especially on backside help and pick and rolls of that nature. But he did look pretty effective on both sides of the course mm-hmm. this game. Yeah, you're right. The defense has been what's keeping him off. Uh, off the court, and I think this is a good matchup for him to get some playing time. Rutgers is a, a pretty large team. Uh, not only I mean they have size inside, but their guards are also big, so it gives us an opportunity to play Potter more. Played 17 minutes. You mentioned 18 points, four or five from three, which is just when he's making threes, it's just opens up the floor so much, especially for his uh, rolling to the basket. Uh, he he does that really well, uh, and I think the highlight of the game. Uh, for me, was the breakaway uh, dunk that he had, assisted by Trice, bounce pass by Trice. Potter just elevates, slams it home, uh, which was kind of doubly surprising. One that Potter could do that. <laughs> Not that I didn't think he could, but you just don't see it. He's had some good dunks, but this was yeah. a little bit more aggressive than some of the yeah. other ones, uh, or maybe it was a little bit more free flowing. Whereas normally he kind of just catches in the paint, collects and dunks. Whereas yeah. this was within a, a fast break, and secondly, a fast break. My God, Marlo, oh, 
if yeah. you can believe it. Tra- transition points, they call transition it. Transition points. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, we had two, at least, in this game. So that, yeah. that was exciting. So uh, you, you mentioned that uh, Potter led the way with 18 points. I mean, just really a balanced game. Reavers with 17. Pritzel with 17. He's really come on lately. Uh, Davison with 15. And that put him over 1,000 career points, Marlo. So he's now in the top 50. I guess he probably was before. Uh, this, but uh, one of, uh, I think it was like 48, 49. Uh, there was a couple ties in there, uh, people tied in the scoring uh, of Wisconsin history. So a top 50 scorer, Brad Davison. Jeez. Feels weird. Happen. Yeah, feels very weird. Feels weird, uh, especially since it just he's such a dis- divisive player, I think, for both. Well, he's probably not divisive outside of Badger fans. Yeah. They're very clear on what they think of Davison outside of Badger fans. But I think divisive within uh, Wisconsin fan base. Uh, so to see him kind of get such a, a monumental achievement. I remember Josh Gosser getting that. He finished with, I think, 1,066, something like that. And it seemed like it It was like well-earned and he got there. And like I was kind of like... A, paying attention to it and hoping he would get there and he did um and this just kind of came out of nowhere <laughs> it's like yeah, holy cow kinda, i think i saw they made mention of it and i think he got his last it was they got his thousandth point within like the last three minutes of the game or something yeah. like that and they made mention of it towards like after the last media timeout and i was like oh i didn't realize he was that close <laughs> yeah no idea <laughs> I, I guess yeah a thousand points way to go yeah so congratulations to him just it, a surprising uh Point total in in his career, but uh, obviously still a little bit of ways to go too. So we'll see him climb up in that top fifty or forty eight or whatever it was uh, list that I looked at earlier. Uh, not mentioned in the balance scoring, Marlowe, mm-hmm. our boy Aleem Ford. Um, last what three four games has really been coming on, uh, hitting yeah. his outside shot. Just I don't know. He just didn't have it today. Just he only took six shots, um, which I guess when they're not going in, maybe that's a good sign that he's not forcing it. Although four of those were three pointers, I'm sure most of them were wide open because uh, he tends to find himself in that position. Only finishing with two points, a little bit of disappointing, a little bit of a regression for Aleem in this game. Uh, I guess that was countered with uh, Potter stepping up a little bit, Pritzel kind of stepping up a little bit, but. Uh, it really seems like if Pritzel or Ford are going, we can be pretty good. If they're both going, we can be a really good team. Yeah, I agree with that. We had the uh, you know Liam Ford side in the last couple of games. Yeah, I kind of turtle shelled this one, but that's fine. I it wasn't that it, it, it's kind of good. Like he wasn't there in the box score, but he didn't do any, like he said anything outrageous to mm-hmm. make me seem like why is like we have me questioning why is he out there? Why is yeah. he out there? Um, so. You know, I, I mean, like you said, I'll take the it's well, it was winning. Winning covers up a lot. Um, mm-hmm. As long as you're doing that, that's fine. But again, I don't. His points did not come in the flow of the offense, um, and as long as he's not forcing it, then that's I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing for Ali, while the points are great, and obviously we'll take all the points that we can get and all the shooting we can get when he's on fire from outside. Uh, his effort on the defensive and uh, rebounding. It was there in this game. I think he finished with four rebounds, which I guess doesn't seem like a lot, but that was second, uh, second on the team in time for second on the team, uh, with rebounds. He had an assist, a steal, a block. So he's doing some of the other things, whereas normally, 
I shouldn't say normally, in the past, when he's not hitting his shot, he's not really contributing elsewhere, he's not really engaged in the other facets of the game, and it seems like that part of his game is was still there in this game, so that was encouraging to see while the points weren't there from him. Uh, yeah. Anything else on the on the Rutgers game? I think a good uh, revenge, uh, a good revenge win, right? We lost yeah. at Rutgers. Yes, good revenge win. Um, it was throwing for a loop. I don't know if I realized this last time or what, but Ron Harper Jr. being on Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, kept hearing and kept hearing Ron Harper being called. <laughs> and then I did a thing in my brain because we, you know, we just came off our long discussion of '90s basketball and how much yeah. better that was. And obviously, Ron well. Harper's a big. Stick in the '90s with the Bulls, early 2000s. I'm not sure. We, I'm not sure the discussion was how much better it was. I think the discussion was <laughs> if it was better. <laughs> well, in my head, I heard I Ron Harper. Side you were on. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Ron Harper, Ron Harper Jr. Ron Harper playing the '90s good basketball. Son, same name. That's why he's good. He must be good at basketball. That's how went, I got to that equation. He went back to low post, three guys in the paint, elbows flying everywhere, <laughs> basketball, and you're like, I'm home. This ah, feels man. great. This is good. This is good stuff. And then you came back and that is basically what college basketball is right now anyway. So <laughs> less elbows, but yeah, a lot of less elbows, a lot less, less elbows. elbows, inefficient offense, too many people in the paint. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's uh, not necessarily what's college basketball because they, we have other issues, but uh, that's college basketball. Uh, all right. Anything else on Rutgers? No, that's all I got. It's a good one to get. It was a good one to get yeah. when you had to have. So let's look ahead next week. On Thursday, Thursday the twenty seventh, yeah, Thursday, we go to Michigan. Uh, possibly uh, the two hottest teams in the Big Ten here. Uh, Michigan winning their last five, Wisconsin winning, winning their last four. Uh, tough matchup. Um, Michigan seems to have found themselves after a kind of midseason. Um, Drought there. They struggled there for a little bit, dropped out of the rankings, have now fought their way back, as I mentioned, winning five in a row. Yeah, they lost four in a row uh, there in January uh, and then have won seven of their last eight. So they're in a good spot. They're hosting us 6 o'clock Thursday on ESPN2, Marlo. What are you looking for in this game, or what what are you worried about? I'm worried that we're not playing at the Cole Center. The whole thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a big worry. Is our three point <laughs> shooting? Is it going to travel this time? Yeah, um, yeah. That's kind of those are my that is worry. I obviously I think Michigan, man for man, is a little bit more athletic team than we are. Uh, so if though if they start running and we're not hitting our threes, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I'm agree with you on the being away from the Cole Center with the shooting travel I, I guess we can look back to the nebraska game and say hey look it traveled to uh good old lincoln to, good to lincoln i almost said omaha and i was like that's not right <laughs> uh, that would have been bad um traveled to lincoln but again like we said during that game you had in the back of your head but it's nebraska <laughs> we obviously have some road wins this season that have varying degrees of um significance now right winning at uh ohio state at penn state Um, no, Maryland was at home. I was going to say at Maryland, that was at home. So we've had some away success, but our most recent important away games that aren't in Nebraska have been struggles. So it'll be interesting to see if we can travel and have that show up. It'll be interesting to see the matchup with, uh, Michigan uh, regarding their inside post players. 
Um, they have Teske still, who, again, seems like he's been there forever. Um, and then another, oh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Their other forward who is like Teske point seven or something. He's like, he's like a, he's like a working man's Teske. Um, how can, how can I find this? Let's click on this. Here we go. Although he's, he's the one who has the shoulder strap. Ah, you're not going to, oh no, I'm just on their roster and I'm not going to be able to find him on here. This is great. Um, I need pictures. Stats they got they got Mo Wagner's little kid who was just in the Bucks game yeah. here flopping around. So I'm reheated on that again. Uh, I'd have no idea what he looks like on this list. Ugh, great, <laughs> fantastic. Is there like a depth chart on this thing? No. All right. <laughs> He's probably good in rebounds. Here we go. Here we go. No. Great, great radio. Here we here go. Here we go. Gonna find it. Watch no idea. Video. No idea what his name is. All right. They got another guy. He's the one with the shoulder, <laughs> the shoulder strap. <laughs> He'll be out there. You'll see him. You'll know him. Um, and then obviously Xavier Simpson kind of is the uh, straw that stirs that team's drink. Um, I think it'll be a tough matchup for Trice. Uh, Trice has been yes. playing great defense. He's been playing great all around. Uh, but I think Simpson's going to be a really tough matchup for him. He's somebody who can stay in front of Trice, uh, who can kind of make Trice shoot over him, and I'm not sure that's something that Wisconsin fans want Trice doing. So, uh, it'll be an interesting matchup. Pretty worried about it, though. Um, don't have high expectations for that. That's Thursday night. Thursday, yeah, Thursday night ESPN2. Is the Chrysler Center? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have I don't know high hopes for it. It'd be great to get that win. I think... As as we come down the stretch here, we got those four now. It'd be great to get this one. Um, as I think the remainder games are very winnable, with two out of three being at home, I believe. Anyways, the majority being at home. Um, so I guess if we could sneak this one off, it'd be a win. If we don't, then I wouldn't be that surprised. I think it's Austin Davis. Austin, Davis. I think. I think I've stared at their roster now for three minutes, and I still can't <laughs> figure it out. So he doesn't have the shoulders thing in his, his picture so it's tough well all right geez. all right so after after that uh we come back home another revenge game minnesota on saturday sunday on sunday the first it's a leap year um leap year. Yep. yeah um on sunday the first uh another revenge game uh this feels like one you gotta have uh, i still worry about this matchup and i still have a lot of uh Aturu and um, just that game went so poorly in Minnesota. I just have a lot of that in my in my memory uh, for this game. A lot of a lot of car, a lot of Willis in that game. Uh, God, I don't know. The matchup still worries me, but it's at home, so you got to think we'll have a better shot in that one. Yeah, it's at home, and guess what, Casey? This is March. This it is March. March. Yeah, this is the time. Actually, I think we're a better team in February. I think I saw that stat, which kind of makes sense. Which, by the way, we're, are we just rolling with the with the throwbacks the rest of the season? It seems like it. I think. It seems I think like. I mean, they got I, that. Wear them until you lose, I guess. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Why not? So I, they're not bad. They're not bad. Don't get me wrong. I just, yeah, just going with them. But Minnesota uh, revenge game. I think they take. It. I think it's a different dynamic being at home than it is at the barn uh, yeah. for both teams. Uh, just Minnesota kind of coming back down to earth. Wisconsin are raising their game in the Cole Center, so I think that one is. I, I believe it's going to be an easier win than it was an uglier loss. That's yeah. The last time. Yeah. The the 
court's not as bright. Yep. Easier yep. to see the basket. You're not blinded by the court. Yeah. That, that's that's it's good. Not a stupid s- student section where they wear animals and think it's funny. Yeah. So, uh, somebody on my Twitter posted a... Um, uh, it was one of the Badger fan oh, accounts. I can't think of it. But it was like, live look at Wisconsin... Uh, excuse me, Wisconsin. Minnesota football. And it was the trash can in the flood. Just like... Yeah. Floating away. And I... They just thought, like, nothing happened, right? <laughs> they just were, like, taking shots at Minnesota football. And, uh... This is February, February 24th? <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> that works That works for me. That's fantastic. So I, like, did a quick Google. I was like, did somebody decommit or, like, is there an investigation? I have no idea. And I, I have been unable to find anything. Uh, so they were just... <laughs> some for, random dumpster fire picture. For some reason... Just firing shots at Minnesota football. So uh, I think you got to get a split out of this. Um, obviously, I think uh, a loss at Michigan is understandable. If you kind of look from, if we're looking at like a committee eyes standpoint, right? Obviously, as fans, we want to win every game. But like as a committee standpoint, improving your chances to advance in the or move up in the rankings uh, or the seedings, excuse me. A loss at Michigan is excusable. A loss to Minnesota at home, not really. Nope. Uh, and I don't think you gain too much by beating Michigan at Michigan in in their eyes. Uh, so I think you got to protect that home court, get that win against Minnesota. Um, we have some good quality quad one road wins. So oh, yeah. keen in on that Minnesota game. And if they win the Michigan game, it's just kind of I don't know house money at that point. That's how I'm. That's how I'm approaching this week, Marlon. All right. Uh, bracketology. Yeah. Looks like most people have us in that eight seed spot. Uh, I know yeah. Lenardi has us in the eight seed with the number one seed being on the Baylor side, of course, because Baylor's good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely feel like we're with the upside's probably a seven, right? If we can yeah. if we can squeak into that seven. Um it really doesn't really, matter. Yeah, it, it really just comes down to matchups, right? Like I would yeah. not Really want to play Baylor. Definitely don't want to play Kansas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't want to play Kansas. Uh, but a poor matchup against San Diego State or I don't really play Gonzaga uh, on that one seed. Uh, some of the – I like – I guess I'm not calling out San Diego State, but I would rather be an eight seed against San Diego State than a seven seed against Duke. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so well, I was barring looking, you have to win the first game, by the way. So – there's fair. That. Well, yeah, but <laughs> sure. That's fair. That's fair. I uh, I'm looking a little bit ahead of it, but I mean that's what you're kind of looking at, right? Is that second round? If you're the yeah. difference between being an eight or a seven is that you're getting that that two instead of the one. Obviously, ten instead of nine in the first round, but always kind of looking ahead there. Um, I'm looking at some of the other teams ahead of them, and I, I don't know. Are just some of those early non-conference games just come back to bite us? Just from a uh overall record standpoint that it's just in my mind it's like oh those don't really count like yeah. or they're not as significant as going 10 and 6 in the big 10 per se yeah um so it's just kind of frustrating I, I can't take them off the resume right they're there but it's seems like a different team than the team that we had in uh november and december 
um, for a very obvious reason. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I guess two, right? One guy who's allowed two. to play, one guy who quit. Um, yep. so it's just tough to say, like, to compare our, what we've done in a very competitive Big Ten that's been really good and how we go back and think about a non-conference schedule that we were relatively weak in. It's just hard to, put those two seasons together into one season and come up with an expectation. Cause I'm looking at the big 10 and going like, look, we're playing very solid basketball for the most part. Um, and then, you know, if you're a, whatever, whoever the hell else is a seven seed, you can be like, look, you lost to these teams in the non-conference. Stuff. Maybe you lost to New Mexico or whatever. But like, yeah, I guess, I guess we did. I barely remember that. So I'm kind of more in the moment with how, where my mind is on where this team is uh, from a competitive standpoint. And I'm a homer, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, you? So there. Yeah. No. Believe, I know. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. Um, other major basketball stuff, Marl? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that's it. All right. The, uh, I guess, on campus still, the uh, women's hockey team has won the conference championship. So they, they sealed that on a pretty amazing goal uh, i think they scored like two goals in the last two minutes or something like that uh to win on the road and uh secure the conference championship obviously as the number one or two team in the country um depending on what week you look at but one of the top teams in the country looking for more but the first first step to that so congratulations to the wisconsin women's hockey team yeah goal one conference there goal you go two National title. National. Well, there's probably a conference tournament, but win that, sure. and then, and then, and then, yeah, goal three. All right, there we go. So, yeah, that's all. That's all I have. All right, on campus. Nice. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, we have a new, we have a new segment, Casey. Yeah. Uh, this is all you. So I'm just gonna announce new segment alert. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was perusing the sports news, Marlo, and uh, as one does uh, while they're trying. To be stay busy at work, um, and it's been I think it's been an exceptionally strong week of people saying or doing dumb things. So I wanted to come at you with the who's dumber out of these people, Marlo. This is the who's dumber segment. All right, okay. so one we got Rob Manfred. Uh, this is a little bit old now, but I don't think we got a chance to talk about it. He came out and he called the World Series trophy just a piece of metal, just a hunk of metal. I think he called it. Not great. Not great. Uh, calling your trophy that. Uh, the NFL has... Are they doing this? I don't, I don't know. I saw they floated the idea. The idea yeah. of the NFL expanding to seven playoff teams in each conference and all the changes that would require. And then the whole Cavs and John Beeline situation uh, from... I guess that isn't necessarily a just this week thing. It's from hire <laughs> to execution to uh, unceremoniously... <laughs> Parting ways. I'm still not yeah. sure who, if he got fired or quit, or if like he, he's just like I'm done. <laughs> it was a mutual breakup. It's very confusing. Um, those are the three. Who's dumber? And I'm not sure who's the dumber one in that. The Cavs are beeline, so you can take either one. Uh, yeah, gotcha. But who do you think is dumber out of those uh, three? Three or I guess D off the board. <laughs> if you have someone <laughs> off the board, who is who is dumber? All right. Um, so, Rob Manfred, man, that's it's hard to pass up on him. Uh, he had some great quotes this week, and he just keeps almost always is always putting his foot in his mouth, having a press conference, then having another press conference to say 
that's not what I really meant. Here's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, NFL, the NFL playoff expansion team. I can't be too mad at that because I, I saw a stat. I was kind of weird about it in case, and then I saw a stat that I forgot who broke it down, but they went past like the last few seasons and like so the teams who would be in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And essentially, if this was in this was how the playoff format was, then Lovey Smith would have never got fired. We never would have had Mark Tressman, and life would have been beautiful uh, in Chicago. <laughs> so Cavs and Beeline since you broke it up I'm going to go with the Cavs okay uh, because we all saw this coming right Beeline like Beeline great or pretty good I don't know if great great to pretty good college coach yeah in Michigan um, you want him to come and you know he's known as a hardcore get stuff done in yeah. college when has that ever worked where you take that kind of that kind of attitude and have them bring to the NBA and try that same thing that he did with 19 to 27 years old who weren't making any money and just trying to make it by and they're only there for their next step, whichever that may be, to a bunch of people who are making a lot more money than you who really don't have to listen to you yeah. and try to take that hard stance with them. Kevin Love definitely was not a fan from the beginning. No. Just whipping passes at people. <laughs> so I'll go right. with the Cavs. You're going to go with the Cavs in that whole situation. Yeah. It's it's really unbelievable. And I heard, I was listening to, it was one of the Bringer podcasts, and they, they made a really good point that I'm going to repeat here, is uh-huh. that when you bring a college coach in, uh, especially a 67-year-old who's going to coach his first NBA job, it usually slash almost never works when the team is bad. And by yeah. that by that, I mean like a rebuilding team. Right, like it. It rarely works when it's a rebuilding team, but when it is successful, it's when you have a team that's pretty good. Think Larry Brown going to the Pistons or Brad Stevens. But Brad Stevens might be just kind of a unique example in a, in him of himself. Um, but it's usually works when you have an okay situation or a kind of pretty good situation. You want to make it better. Then a college coach can come in, implement a system, kind of do college coaching things. But the act of a rebuild is not in the forte of a college coach. And that's where the Cavs, I think, missed on that. And I get the thought of like, hey, we're going to bring this guy. And he's used to coaching young kids. And we got a bunch of young kids, except they had a lot of veterans too, who were not <laughs> at all interested in working on fundamentals as it apparently he tried to do. And then he had the whole slugs and thugs thing that was just an embarrassment for uh Really, I mean, beeline, but like the Cavs organization in general and how that was handled and covered and just, it was it was not great. So that was them. I'm going to go Marlowe, however, with who's dumber, Rob Manfred. Yeah. And I'm going to, for so he called the World Series Trophy just a piece of metal. Not great. And that I hurt. think his fourth press conference on the thing, uh, he <laughs> said, um, so he was talking about sign stealing, and this is his quote. I might be taking a little out of context, but it doesn't matter. Uh, part of the way, part of it is the way society has evolved. It's a very different world than 1919. Just if you're, <laughs> your job as baseball commissioner is to essentially one of your jobs. He probably has lots of rules that he has to play, but like you have to love and promote and like think baseball is the best and that your world your trophy is the best and most important and that your game is the best you have to promote it as such and i think you have to like full-heartedly believe that and just 
like throwing your trophy under a bus as if it's just a piece of metal is one of the most ridiculous things to hear a commissioner say. It's just like saying like the World Series doesn't mean anything, even though I run the league. It's like, what are you even talking about here? It, it, this is just kind of part of, as you mentioned, the whole misfire on the Astros uh, sign ceiling scandal slash punishment uh, or lack thereof. Um, absolutely. He's just, he's not handling well. I don't know what the, I can't sit here and tell you what the right answer was, but the way that this whole thing's been handled and communicated and the way in which he hasn't I, I, protected or like it. I want my, I want the commissioner of baseball to like love and protect the game of baseball. And he's not doing that. He's like doing the opposite of that. Uh, and like saying it's not important and I don't want that out of my commissioner of baseball. So that's my, my who's dumber, uh, quick NFL playoff schedule. I think that's dumb <laughs> also, but Rand Manford's more dumb. Um, everybody's trying to expand the playoffs and I don't understand why. Oh, I understand why it's money entertainment. Um, but if the concept of playoffs, and I think we talked about it a little of this when baseball was talking about expanding their playoffs. If the concept of playoffs is to uh, have the best team win, letting worse teams in to then make a run for it mm. isn't getting the end result of who's the best team. Yeah, especially right. in a winner go home scenario. Right. Like at least Ex- in baseball, there's you know there's a series, so there's a, there's usually the better team does win. Right. But in football, when it's just one game, really. Anything can happen, but anything, some things can happen where the best team does not win. Like if the Titans had won this year, yeah, nobody would have thought that the Titans were the best team in football. Yeah, like so. I guess it it depends on what you want out of out of your sport or out of your your playoffs. If you want the best team to win, you know, as uh, I think. The more you expand playoffs, the less likely you're going to get that. But especially in football, where it's it, one game can can just totally change anything, um, as as you said. So I don't. Know, I'm not. As we see here, and we talk about. I guess we talk about 500 teams getting in over wildcard teams that would are above 500, right? So that's the issue. Then those teams would get in. So I guess that because when I first heard it, I thought, well, now 500 teams are going to get in. And you mentioned that. I think you'd go back, and it, you pretty much wouldn't be 500 teams that would get in right. under the new rule. It'd be good teams and then pretty much the bad division winners wouldn't be as advantaged as they are now. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I still don't like it. I still don't like it. They're all <laughs> dumb. Like They're all dumb. Marlo <laughs> says dumb. Marlo the answer says, is all of them. The answer Marlo is says, all of them. Cavs are dumber. I say Rob Banfred is dumb because he doesn't even like baseball. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. That's settled. Um, Not sure how that went. I don't know. That was good. All right, we'll come All up right. with. We'll try it. Come up with. Maybe they need to be more obscure, dumber things. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> There's <laughs> plenty of dumb things out there. We can find some. <laughs> All right, XFL. XFL. It's, it's still, still here, here, Marlo. It's, it's still here. Still here. We're still talking so, about it. I almost thought it was gone, and this is how I knew it was still here. It was after the Badger game Sunday. It's like, what do I watch? I was looking for the XFL, oh. thinking it was on either ABC or Fox or like. I knew it was one or the other because it was on the other before, right? Um, look on ABC. It's like, oh, 
It's the uh, the Cavs and La- I mean, not the Cavs, the uh, Celtics and Lakers are playing. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, mm, no, I'm gonna go watch the XFL. Who's that? So, <laughs> the fact that I wanted to change. All right, from wow, that's to Celtics mm, watershed Celtics, Lakers, watershed to XFL, moment. Tells me, watershed moment. So, anyways, XFL, wow. Casey, pro football is back in St. Louis. And they are loving. This wouldn't it. happen in ninety five, ninety six. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no way, <laughs> man. That crowd was electric. Um, St. Louis played inspired football. Uh, so we had we had another first. We had another first in this game, Casey, which is pretty awesome. It was the first kickoff run back for a touchdown. Nice. Uh, yeah, was, I saw it. You saw it. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty dope. They ran a reverse, which, hello, why wouldn't you do that? And, yeah, yeah and they uh, went back for a touchdown, so that was electric. So it can be done. The kickoff can be turned back for a touchdown. It was good. I was I was saying to my friend uh, as we were watching it, and I was trying to explain the difference in the rules, and I explained how the kickoffs, oh, they have this different rule. You know, Obviously, uh, the defenders are, are closer up, but they haven't really figured out how to scheme and block for it yet, I didn't feel like, because they just would yeah. get tackled at like the 30 every time. Uh, and they did a verse, and that seemed that seemed to work at least on that play. Yeah. Uh, real bad job by the guy running to block, who wasn't blocking at all, and was just like looking <laughs> at his own guy, and yeah. almost got him tackled. Yeah, true. Really would have been a real shame if he got tackled at, like the five yard line. I would have, that would have sucked. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it uh, still would have been the best return. Like, yeah, truth, true, true by far. Um. But St. Louis is playing the uh, the New York Guardians, which has turned out to make another n- hilarious New York team. So, you know, you have the Knicks, hilarious. Mets, yeah. hilarious. Yankees can be hilarious at times. But this New York Guardian team, they went down to their third-string quarterback. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Your third-string quarterback in the XFL. Well, one, first, their first-string quarterback is Matt McGloin. Hilarious. Yeah, not doing it. Yeah. And then, he well, he had... Ribs hurt, um, so he was out. So then uh, their second stringer, which I can't tell if it's hilarious or just sad or what it is, but Marquise Williams played at North Carolina ahead of Mr. Trubisky, yeah. and they they make sure to mention that pretty much every time, uh, but <laughs> he can't actually pass a football. <laughs> so whenever they say it, I think who feels worse about themselves? Is it Marquise because Mitch is in the NFL? Or is it Mitch worried that everyone realizes that Marquise was ahead of him and he's in the NFL and might be in the XFL pretty soon? I don't know. I mean, it's got to be the guy not do Well, they're both not doing well, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, I think there are other things that are kind of outing Mitch Trubisky right now. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, excuse me, um, right now. <laughs> not great. So. And then you get down to your third stringer, who has the, who has the better game. So that's yeah. that's an hilarious. Wow. We already got a quarterback controversy in New York, so that's funny. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, they are uh, one and two though. The New York Guardians with the one win over your Mark Trespin coached uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay Vipers. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, they are still winless. Ooh, did not win this. <laughs> did not win this week. Scored some points, so. Uh, Grad Tresson for good on him. Yeah, good on him. Offensive guru, uh, but can't yeah. win games. Sounds, sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, they and got in double digits though. They did. <laughs> finally, finally figuring it out. Figuring it out. 
XFL comes at you fast. DC, <laughs> I thought they were the yeah. team to beat. Yeah, Yeesh. people were saying, Marlo, that people they were the were best saying. team in XFL history. People were saying, yeah, we were saying it. Those people forgot they had two home games, <laughs> and it might be different when they don't play at wherever they play in Washington, <laughs> the general Washington, D.C. area. Yeah, we had to travel all the way west. Yeah. All the way west, L.A., who had, did not have a win, uh, had only scored, I believe, 27 points up to that point in total. Okay, and sure. dropped thirty burgers on him. Yeah, thirty. So, yeah, thirty nine. So Cardell Stewart, not, not Cardell Stewart. Cardell Stewart. Card- <laughs> Cardell Jones. He could probably still play in this. Huh? Could, yeah, yeah. Put him. Cardell in Cardell Jones. Yeah, hurt my hurt my Cardell Jones MVP stock. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oof. Had a tough Man, game. Four inter- game. four ints. Not looking like the MVP was the first two first two games, but that's tough. Uh, but yeah, the LA Wildcats are on the board. They are. I feel bad because. Uh, well, is it, are they on their third defensive coordinator now? Though, oh, is that why? Yeah, is that why the defense was, the, was, was uh, able to able to improve? Uh, they just fire the last one. It's like a medieval king. It's just like, sir, we didn't win the battle. You're dead. Set out a new arm, a new general out there. Um, set out a new DC. Uh, yeah, hurt my hurt the. Man, Cardell Jones was so fun, and then he was so bad this game. I, I, I don't. I th- first loss since high school. I think there's something to be to be learned. I'm not the one to learn it, but I think that there's something to be learned by um, how kind of all over the place some of these games are. Like, oh yeah, the DC defenders looking so good at home. I mean, maybe it's just like Badgers basketball. You know, you just yeah. they don't travel. They don't travel. The Packers couldn't go out west and win a football game, so how do we expect the D.C. defenders to go out go. west and win a game? Doesn't doesn't seem fair. Uh, and this this scoreboard that I'm looking at has the road team listed second, so that's kind of confusing for me. Uh, it's like it's soccer over here. All right. No, it's weird. <clears throat> and um, Landry yeah. Jones is back for the Dallas Renegades. Dallas Renegades. I forgot he was in. He's the he was the face of the league apparently. Yeah, that was his first game back. He got hurt in I don't know in camp preseason. This was his first game. Magnificent game. Three touchdowns, two interceptions, two hundred seventy four yards. Nice. Um, did he have to apply to be face of the league? What was the process for that? Did he like? Um, I don't know. They had maybe you might. Um. I know, I know. You said they put their like it was like raffle tickets, right? Uh, okay. They had to buy. They bought a bunch of tickets. They bought. Oh, it was like yeah, it was like a fifty-fifty raffle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then nice. uh, he, he got his bought, name pulled out of the hat. He bought the most tickets. Yeah, just exactly. kind of stacked the deck. Mm-hmm. At least half the money went to charity, so that's good. Uh, face the leak, Landry Jones. Uh, I guess I got. I, I, I I'm still I'm still hyping up Cardell Jones, even though he threw four interceptions. <laughs> But he won national championship. Sure, he played like three collegiate games, but like he won national championship. Yeah, Delaney. Oh uh, yeah, Delaney he had a good, pretty awesome game in the Big Ten championship. Uh, scored a bunch of points against a really good team. Yeah, I can't remember the name that year, but I just remember. Hey, got was... that got that coach fired. So, <laughs> or he quit. Or he quit. He quit. He literally, which is probably the best thing that has happened to Wisconsin. Football since Barry Alvarez became the coach. Important <laughs> like, keys for Wisconsin success. One, Barry Alvarez becoming coach. Two, Gary Anderson quitting. <laughs> Those are totally, that's totally fair. Okay, that's two, totally Russell fair. Wilson. 
Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson. Okay, probably there's probably some other ones in there, but whatever. You get my point. It was very significant in the yeah. coaching world. That was very significant side of it. Very, very significant. Uh, yeah, I tuned in a little on the XFL. Caught some of it. Um, more, I think, this week than last. So the first, wait, this is the third week. This is the third week. This is the. This is the third week. Okay, so uh, I think more this week than than the last. Uh, although uh, I missed some of the DC d- defenders game, and then they were losing, so I kind of checked out. And that had kind of been my team. Although the road jerseys look a little too bit too much like Alabama. I don't like it. Ooh, oh it's, no! You know, it's all white, and then the red helmet, and it's it's not Alabama red, but it's it's close. It's close, and that kind of that kind of threw me off. off. I might need to enter into the XFL fan transfer portal. <laughs> I might need to do that. Um okay. check out check out these battle hawks. Um they had that kick return. Their jerseys look so goofy though. Yeah, it does a goofy jersey. But man, St. Louis, dude. It's I think it's the closest ge- geographically to yeah, us. Definitely is. So not I'm that I'm gonna go to a game. I don't even go to games of teams that are <laughs> <laughs> Well, 50, 50 so, miles, so I I heard some of these like season tickets for some of these were a hundred bucks for the season. Nice. I I mean, I, that's I would good. do that. I would do that if yeah. I if the team was if in, you were in St. Louis in, or something. Yeah, I would do St. that. Louis? Yeah, why not? For a whole season. I love seeing people. They were wearing like Dragons talons and like they looked like they were fan. Like they were wearing ridiculous things. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Was it a Seattle Sea Dragons thing? I think, like, I think it was Seattle. They're crazy there. I think yeah. Seattle loves football. It's so, so they have a they have a real team. <laughs> <laughs> like DC, I could see like I'm kind of sh- you know over the Redskins. This has not been a fun experience. Maybe this will be a fun football experience. I could throw myself behind. Seattle's had success. Like maybe I guess that's the reason why they'd want to be more involved. I don't know. But like they've had success, so I don't feel like they would have like forlorn fans who are looking for some new football fix. I think DC fans yeah. could be like that. New York, there's just so many people. Why not give it a try? Um, yeah. Obviously, St. Louis, you have the whole. There used to be Rams there, now there's not. Uh, so there's like reasons. Tampa Bay, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get Tampa Bay. <laughs> that was weird. That was weird. That was weird. Uh, but you know, I'm sure Trustman's there. He's going to fill the seats. So yeah, and Trustman. What does he do? He gets butts and seats. He gets busting seats, scores double digits, one out of three games. Yeah. Good. Excellent. All right. That's all I got Still for around. XFL. We were Still definitely here. out on the AAF by now. We were definitely on the AAF. Oh, we were now. way out of the AAF by now. We couldn't or find a- it. A- was, we couldn't find it. AFA? American American. I don't know. Yeah. That league, we were out by now. So at least we're still somewhat interested in the XFL. And it's been fun to check in on. Especially since college basketball, Marlon. We talked about this a little before the show. Let's do a little bit of it now. Okay. I tried this week. Tuned in to uh, a little bit of Baylor. Kansas tuned in a little bit of uh, ACC stuff midweek. ACC stuff tonight with Florida State uh, versus Louisville. And I don't know, Marlon. I'm just not, I'm not getting into it like I used to. Although tonight I think Florida State, their court, something about their court just throws me off. It's their court, and then their like red color. It just doesn't come over well on the TV. I don't know. It kind of bores me somehow. That throws me off. But college basketball, it's not there yet, and I'm a little worried because, as we mentioned, next Sunday is March. 
Yeah, I feel you. I with with the Badgers only playing on Sunday, I was trying to get in, try to get some fix in. That was like this would be the week I could get in some other basketball uh, collegiately. I think I even tried the Duke game. You know they were losing. I couldn't yep. do it. They lost I, to NC State by yeah. double digits. Couldn't finish that one to watch uh, Shusevsky cry. Uh, what else did I try? I tried some other games. The Baylor game, couldn't do it. I think it was Baylor-Arizona State, late Pac-12 after dark basketball Ooh. edition. Uh, yeah. Just couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not, it's not drawing me in. You used to be able to watch all these games, wire to wire, but this season, again, I, we've talked about it. I, there's not the names, you know, yeah. so I'm not even – there's not the names. I don't even know if it's not that if it's just the names or if it's not if it's the actual basketball. Which, in my Wisconsin fan, how can I complain about bad basketball? But, <laughs> but I don't know. Something's not drawing me in. Yeah, I, I, I should say uh, outside of the Big Ten, I'm still enjoying watching Big Ten basketball. But like once I get outside of Big Ten basketball, I'm I am really struggling to to be interested. I watched. I guess I watched the end of the. Oregon Arizona game, and that was interesting because it went into overtime and it, and it was close. But at the same time, I didn't feel any stakes for it. Like I didn't feel really invested in who would win. And normally, normally I'm very good at like picking a like a reason to cheer, right? Like I want Arizona to win because of A, B, and C. Or I want Oregon to win because of X, Y, and Z. And I was watching that game, and I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care who wins this game. I I know Pritchard on Arizona. Uh, excuse me on Oregon. I know Mannion on uh, Arizona, I say Arizona twice, Oregon for Pritchard, Mannion on Arizona. And I just, I was watching it and I just wasn't as invested as I normally would. So we'll see. I, I thought by now it'd be kicking in. Uh, I think it's probably because the ACC is so lopsided with a couple good teams and a couple really bad teams. But I don't know. Maybe there's something there that needs to come to, to, to figure itself out. I'm still psyched for the Big Ten, but outside of that, it seems tough this year. It's a bit of a downer segment. I thought that'd be more fun. Ah, oh, well, shucks. Well, Casey, we're just gonna have to bring everybody up. Yeah, with everyone's favorite segment, Casey's corner kick. All right. Well, it was a wild one today in Anfield, Liverpool, holding on uh, three to beat West Ham. I wrote down West Ham. That is uh, <laughs> three to two. Uh, Liverpool went up really early on a. Wijnaldum goal in the ninth minute. West Ham answered right away. Three minutes later, 1-1. It was the first goal Liverpool had given up in like something like four games at home or something crazy. Uh, and then West Ham took the lead in the 54th minute, only to have uh, Salah score and then Mane score towards the end of the game to put Liverpool up 3-2. to two. It looked like Mane had a uh, second goal to really c- cement the victory. Um but it was called back for offsides. This victory ties a record 18th straight league win for Liverpool, which is absolutely unbelievable. Um, somebody, I saw a tweet that laid out the, um, you know how like when Wisconsin's on a win streak, they do like all the W's for Wisconsin yep. beforehand. Uh, they did uh, the win streak and then they drew United, and then they did the the win streak again, and uh, it was like fifteen or it's like ten draw, eighteen wins. It, it's crazy. Uh, so they've won eighteen in a row. They drew one. So it was eight eight wins, draw eighteen wins. 
absolutely unbelievable. What a streak. Uh, they have 11 games to go now in the league to be uh, undefeated uh, or to go for an undefeated season, which would be absolutely unbelievable, but an absolute uh, great uh, great situation to be a Liverpool fan. It's so fun to watch. And just even when they're down, even and we'll talk a little bit in the Atletico game, um, even when they're down or they're tied, they just feel like they have a goal in them. They just feel like they have the resolve to go on and win. And it it's not a real like analytic thing. You can't like point your finger to a stat that's not, you can point the finger to like goals they have, but while you're watching the game, you just expect them to be able to create that chance through force of will or whatever it is. Uh and it's just such a cool feeling to watch a soccer team and have that be the feeling as they're down or as they're tied. Uh so it's been a lot of fun watching that. Uh I had that feeling midweek when they played Atletico in the first round of 16 um, in Madrid. Uh, that feeling didn't come to anything. Uh, Liverpool lost 1-0. to Atletico scored on like a fourth-minute really sloppy corner kick goal. Atletico took the corner kick and kind of bobbled around in the box and just kind of it bounced off a Liverpool defender right to an Atletico guy who finished it. Um, a real fluke goal, and then Atletico did what they do. They just sat back, defended. Liverpool didn't even have a shot on goal. It was a really frustrating, boring game to watch. As I said, the whole time I thought they were going to get a goal. This is the only time in the past 30 Liverpool games. Uh, I shouldn't say that because they lost to Napoli, but a uh, handful of times the last how two years of Liverpool soccer that uh, they haven't been able to do that. Uh, so they take a 1-0 deficit back to Anfield. The second round will happen sometime in March, I think it is. It's out on the horizon. I'm not even worried about it yet, but obviously need to get some goals at home in Anfield to move on in the Champions League. So that was Liverpool's recent results. Uh, other results happened. I'm not really going to get into them. None of them really jumped out or surprised me too much. Um, so let's look ahead to next week. Uh, we got Champions League, Marlo, midweek here. Yeah. So Tuesday, today, probably as you listen to this, um, we got Napoli and Barcelona, uh, and then uh, Chelsea and Bayern, so two really good matchups. I would guess that Barcelona is going to be on TNT, so that's probably the one that will be shown, um, although Chelsea-Bayern is a really good uh, matchup as well. And then Wednesday, we got Leon-Juventus, and then probably the best matchup in the whole round of 16, uh, Real Madrid versus Manchester City. It'll be really interesting to see that one as both those teams have Champions League uh champion aspirations. Um so that was that's one to circle. Uh Wednesday afternoon if you're not doing anything or if you're doing anything, put that on in the background. It should be it should be a good one. Uh in the EPL on the weekend, uh for some reason Manchester City and Arsenal got postponed. Uh a better podcast host would have looked into that and seen why that why that happened. Uh, but I didn't. So for some reason, it's being postponed. Uh, so Saturday, uh, Liverpool plays Watford. There are other games. That's the best one, I think, uh, at least for a Liverpool fan. And then Sunday, we have Everton and Manchester United. Uh, so tune in. That. I think that's 8 o'clock on Sunday. That's what I have lined up for my soccer watching this week, Marlo. I'm sure you'll be there with me watching all those. So um, there you go. That's the That's the corner kick. There it is, corner kick. All right. Um, I got nothing else, Casey. As yeah, I got nothing else. I'm gonna yeah. close it out. So, <laughs> as always, you can find us at 
Twitter at 132Breeze. Myself at MarloJR. Casey at ProfBadgerFan. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share, leave a comment, a five-star review. Excuse me, not a comment. Five-star review. Uh, appreciate all of them. Helps us out a ton. That's it for me. Casey, you got any last words? Yeah, you can leave a nice comment, too. Five-star sure. review and a nice comment. Negative comments will hurt our feelings. Please don't. Please don't do that. Um, well, as always, fellow fans, I hope your favorite teams win all the sports.